The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra, workhorse by nature, power horse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to help fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. Plus, when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. That's buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. You hear that? Your dog knows spring is coming sooner than you think. Dog walks, dog parks, playing fetch, all the stuff your dog loves to do with you. But the warmer weather also means that fleas and ticks are coming back. Fleas and ticks are in the grass, in the woods, and even on their dog friends. Fleas are an itchy nuisance, can easily get into your home, furniture, and beds, which can be terrible. Ticks are even worse. They're hard to spot, but can carry disease and get your dog really sick. PetMeds has your furry friend protected with the best products to prevent flea and ticks all year long. PetMeds pharmacists connect directly with your vet to save you time and deliver the best products for your pet. PetMeds offers low prices on all flea and tick meds, including NexGuard, Simperica, and more. And PetMeds AutoShip helps you save even more with additional discounts on regular shipments of PetMeds, dog food, and other high-quality supplies. So get ready for all the spring fun now. Visit PetMeds.com and use promo code PODCAST to save 40% on your first auto ship order. That's PetMeds.com and promo code PODCAST. Let's get back to You Better You Bet, presented by Bet MGM on the BetQL Network. It's Sean Morris in for Dick Costos with Ken Barkley on You Better You Bet, a wild first hour of our show here today, presented by BetMGM. The NBA draft tomorrow night, Barclays Center in New York City. Uh, a draft, I think, at least for a couple players, we will probably always look back on in montage as if, you know, the hype is real. But where does some of that action afterwards come in? Rick Camp joins us now. You can follow him on Twitter, at Rick C. Camp. Rick, what's up, man? How are you? I'm good. Congrats, Sean. How are you guys? Oh, Rick well, even threw a congrats at you. Even threw a look at that. Rick, that? Rick paying Rick. attention to everything. He knows what's going on. I love it, Rick. Rick and, listens to the show. And by the way, Rick bit. has the best, the best podcast name in the world, the I'm Fat Podcast, which I and tried is, to get but was taken thanks to Rick. You have. You have to, you got to have Sean on as a guest at some point. It's just, it's like a match made in heaven. It's like something was, Sean was a sandwich artist at Subway for 10 years, Rick. Like the guy, he's got a lot to offer here. I've been in breaks with him where there's like a, like a chicken parm sandwich just on the table and it's getting absolutely annihilated. I mean, it's getting crushed. So like, this is, there's, this is a connection that needs to happen. Um, what, uh, what, what's kind of like your, I don't want to ask a specific pick to start. Let's compare this to the NFL draft. So the NFL draft, we got to the day before, which is right now for the NBA draft. And I feel like nobody knew anything and the betting markets were open and people were betting on outcomes, but nobody actually knew basically anything. There was a little skepticism, even that Bryce Young was going one, but like he was going one. We felt really good about that. Everything two on kind of like the NBA draft right now, even the day before it was like, well, yeah, that guy's the favorite, but 
or yeah, I think it's going to be that guy, but, and nobody actually knew anything. Everybody was guessing. Do you think that's happening here? Or do you think more has been decided than the NFL? I feel like at least through three, we have a good idea. You know, obviously, Wambanyama and his giant hands that, you know, make a baseball look like a ping pong ball. Yeah. Those are <laughs> like, that's, that, that's, that's going to San Antonio. They're going to have fun. Uh, I think the brand, the like scoot stuff for Charlotte was so transparent that we never heard anything about scoot to Charlotte until after the new Orleans news came out that, well, maybe they want to trade up for scoot and we'd be willing to give up a star player to do it. Then all of a sudden it's, I don't know. We might be interested in scoot Henderson. It's like, okay, come on. Like, look at, look at your team's history and now it's been clarified today that Jordan is still, like literally Mitch Kupchak said Michael Jordan has the final say on this pick. Look at anything they've done and their history. It screams Brandon Miller. So, and then even regardless of who is making the pick at three, like Scoot Henderson's going to be your pick at three. So it really does seem like the draft starts at four in that regard. Uh, and like personally, I'm happy because I had some Scoot Henderson number three from like. Remember the first time, like, Ron March Madness when Jonathan Gavoni brought up, eh, you know, Brandon Miller and Scoot might be closer than you think. So I got some plus 550 on Scoot Henderson back around uh, back around St. Patrick's Day. But, yeah, so I, I think one through three we're, we're pretty good on, and then four is where the weirdness starts. You know, before we get to the weirdness of four, I'm just curious because obviously with all the trade rumors that have surfaced, will the Blazers deal Lillard or will they try to support him by, tra- you know, Bam Adebayo, Zion. How big a regret do you think the Blazers organization would have chasing this thing with Lillard, trying to get him a veteran, if they trade the pick that ends up being Scoot Henderson? Like, is it that legitimate a star they'd be trading away? I guess it. Uh, I think Scoot really does have a chance to be, like, really, really good. But the thing is, too, who are they getting to come back? And to what level does that make them – a contender with other things they might be able to do. You know, if it's, you know, if it's someone like Mikel Bridges, okay, I think that definitely makes them better, but I don't know how much better. You know, maybe if it is someone like Jalen Brown, if something weird happens with their contract negotiations, okay, maybe a little bit more as long as you don't ask Jalen Brown to dribble more than twice. Like that's, I think it does depend. I think if, I think Zion would make a lot of sense for them just in the fact of you can sell it to Dame as here's the best possible upside we could get. But also, you know, it's also someone that's really young. So I think they could try and thread the needle that way, even though it's obviously incredibly risky. But I think there'd be a decent chance that there's some regret because I think Scoot is going to be really, I think he's going to be good. Rick, is there a, is there a player that Portland, any realistic player, so Jalen Brown, Mikhail Bridges, Zion, Bam Adebayo, Porzingis, whatever. Uh, is there a, I just shouldn't have laughed as much at Porzingis. He's not bad. He just gets hurt all the time. What, uh, is there any other player that's realistic that they could pair with Dave Lillard where you would enter next season being like, I have any interest in betting the Portland Trailblazers to win the NBA title? Probably not, at least if we're talking as a result of one singular move. Mind you, I don't know what else they 
could meaningfully do, even if they get one of those guys for the three and something like three and Simons, like has been thrown out there. But then it would have to have other moves attached to it because Shaden Sharp showed a lot of promise, but he's a second year guard. Uh, Jeremy Grant is going to resign. It sure seems like, and he's good, but he's great. No. And then they have to figure out something in the middle. You can't have Nurkic be the center with Dame at the point of attack again. Just defensively, that you can't win anything if that's the if that's the case. You can you can make shift centers and get decent enough defensive centers that like to be able to make that more viable defensively. So not in an, not in a singular move, but if it's get one of those guys and then other moves to build around that. That'd be the only way I could see it, but even then, I I probably wouldn't. Oh, Sean, you're muted. By the way, Sean's trying to ask you a question, Rick, but he's muted right now, so he's just, just oh, getting boy. that squared I'm away. I'm an idiot. Was, you're fine. Was replacing the dog. Sorry. Uh, we all know the NBA, much like the NFL, copycat league. Last three MVP awards handed out to centers. Jokic, an absolute freak. We just saw every team drool what he did on this playoff run. When you look up and down, it feels like this is not exactly a center draft. Derek Lively might be the first one off the board. Do you think that there will be a team that, you know, maybe overreaches for a center with the belief that they could turn them into what's become the trend in the NBA again with big men? I don't think so, just because there's not one of that quality in this draft. Like, that's the other thing is it's it's not just, hey, centers centers are good if you have a really good one. It's I don't know that there's a really good one, it, which is funny because until the last couple of years, everyone would look at this draft and, you know, rub their hands together being like, look at all these wings with a ton of potential, you know, wings that have the ability to, you know, to drive or, you know, play one through three or one through four defensively. Like this is a good wing draft. So I think it's just one of those where teams aren't overthinking it. And even still with, you know, with the big men being what they have been, how many times at the deadline or in the offseason you hear teams saying, well, we would just like to have a, a versatile defensive wing that can shoot a little bit or a, three, a, you know, a secondary creator off the wing. Those are the types of things that you can get some facsimile of that in a lot of different ways in this draft, especially in the top 10, just kind of based on whatever your flavor is. So looking at a lot of these teams, I think they're going to be very happy to take some stabs at, at wing players that can really, even if they're not going to have the superstar potential, be high-level role players, especially as we move into a new CBA, as we're already seeing moves that are, that are in anticipation of what this is going to be of cheap players on rookie deals are going to be valued even more than they have before. Maybe we're seeing that more towards the back end of the first round than we're seeing necessarily in the top ten. Rick, let's get back to the some of the specific betting markets, just because you kind of said one to three was, it's becoming, you're sort of more confident that we know what the order is going to be. The betting market reflects that, like when Benyama's, well, I, I shouldn't say unbettable, somebody like bet him, what was it, like $100,000 to win $400 or something somewhere, which I, I'd love to know how to bet $100,000 on Wembenyama to go first too. Um, so that person was able to make that bet. He's going first. Scoot Henderson, I'm looking at a, a multi-way market. Uh, or sorry, Brandon Miller, I'm looking at a multi-way market, is minus 650 where I'm looking to go second, and Scoot Henderson's minus 650 to go third. So, so to your point, at least in the betting market, there's more confidence that we know what one, two, and three is. Now, I believe your quote was four is where it gets crazy. 
And it's worth noting in this multi-way market, at least, there is a very big favorite to go fourth overall, and it's Amen Thompson. Now, I'm guessing by your answer, and Houston picks fourth for people who don't know, by the way, I'm, at least right now, I'm guessing by your answer, you either disagree with that or think that's a little bit more flimsy of a connection between Amen Thompson and Houston at four. What do you think is going to happen there? I just think I think the the number is a little a little a little rich for me, partially because, and I'm I'm sure you'll ask Matt more about this too when you have him on. But uh, just reading his article today that basically if James Harden stays in Philly, then uh, Houston might be making a run at Fred VanVleet. Okay, well if and, and they want to move themselves forward, if they do that, and you're looking at Amen Thompson. Well, he's a guy that could that really thrives as a primary initiator, as your main ball handler, and you get plus positional size and all that type of thing. So if you're going for Fred Van Vliet, do you really want to then take him? How much are they thinking short-term versus long-term, since it sure seems like they're keeping this pick? And, you know, I, I know we're in some of the same groups where you also hear that his brother is also in the mix, at least. Like, the, those two and Cam Wentmore, at least previously, had been in the mix for that spot. So while it's still likely that Eamon Thompson's the pick there, I just think it's not quite as, shouldn't be as heavy of a favorite as it's looking like right now. When it comes to the betting markets, Rick, is there anybody that you're seeing, you know, mocked virtually in that 10 to 20 range that you think has surprise, you know, in top 10 you know, draftability if you were to plunk a little money down? It sure seems like the guys that have gotten a lot of the uh, a lot of the pub have been Kobe Bufkin from Michigan and Bilal Kulabali from uh, Met 92 as maybe that Utah at nine or if someone wants to trade up may, or or, Denver, or uh, Dallas's spot at 10 because it sure doesn't seem like Dallas really wants to make that pick. So at that point, there's a lot of options open. If you have no clue who's making the pick, then you can't say, well, this team needs this type of – this team has this sort of draft profile, so I know they'll be looking at X. You don't have that at 10. Utah is at 9 where they can move up, they can move back. Like, they have options there. And honestly, as you're looking at their team, it's like moving forward, there's still a lot of flexibility within what their roster could be. So they could take a lot of different types of guys. You know, that could be a spot where maybe if someone like Taylor Hendricks starts to fall or Cam Whitmore starts to fall, maybe that's one of those is a spot for them. But, uh, you know, just with all the stuff around Kulabali and all the eyes being on Met 92, and then Kobe Bufkin's been a draft darling. You always hear his name to where it's tough to ignore some of those numbers. I know I bet a couple days ago Bufkin to be a top 10 pick at like, I think it was plus 380, and those odds have moved since then that, I think he's got he's at least got a chance just because of how much better Michigan played when he was a bigger part of what they were doing. Rick, last question, kind of as as those players, you know, ten to twenty. I've heard Buffkin too, just kind of like you have. Uh, Jonathan Gavoni, I think, had that information a couple of days ago, also that uh, canceled some workouts with a team picking in the middle of the top ten or in the middle of ten to twenty, like which signals that he thinks he's going to be gone by then. Okay, if he's going to be gone by then, that's why his draft position under has been getting get bet so much. I think under thirteen and a half is like minus 400 or something at this point in like a minute who's kind of going the opposite way uh grady dick who was made famous in part by this show also because he plays college basketball for kansas his draft position has been getting bet over a lot on 10 and a half is he the most likely kind of slide candidate here is there somebody else that's like not being connected to teams but who has a high draft position we have like a minute left 
Yeah, I think Grady Dick is one of them, and, it, and obviously it's interesting that uh, books are holding that number at ten and a half and just juicing it to all hell. So I think that's one for sure in that ten to twenty range uh, that that I think fits. Also, there was a little bit of a bump for Casey Wallace to maybe make the top ten. I don't even, I don't know if it was like a week ago or so. That seems to have chilled a little bit, and his number uh, has has gone further away from the top ten. So he's someone that that probably fits that bill and then within the top 10 at least seems like you know because of either medical reports or or, or uh, workouts but cam whitmore maybe not quite as much of a top 10 lock as or a top five lock as it seemed like before rick camp you can follow him at rick c camp nba player props at four for four bets host of the i am fat podcast rick fat to fat i appreciate your time today <laughs> oh always good to come on <laughs> Rick's like, oh god, get me out of here. That's just, just was. What is that? Rick's like, what you got, call me when what's, uh, what's for dinner tonight? What are you, what are you going to be munching it's on? A great, there? great question. I think the answer to that is very unfat of me. Cauliflower crusted pizza from Stu Leonard. No, it's so I not. Think that it, Cauliflower pizza, really? I f- I've migrated that way recently. Ken, I'm going to be on TV soon. I need to start. Oh, know, so a big health push going on. Is that what is that what I'm hearing? That we're starting well, that? Well, you know, I, I got to be a little conscious here, pal. I got a little, you know, next thing you know, I, you know, my body's getting flushed by Ozempic. Let's see. We'll, we'll see what the, there's, a, there's plenty of heavy the people on TV. There's a, just I know. like both NFL sets on the main networks. That's like, you, you, I you guess. Know. Yeah. I think you're good. Just be you, I am not. I got to do is a exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Me, but healthier. All right. When we come back. You better you bet. Presented by BetMGM. We'll talk about something. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.